This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Tuesday, September the 21st. And we're starting off with our most read story, which is that people living in Seasalter say they're worried their village could become like Sheppey if plans to expand a caravan park are given the go-ahead. The owners of the Alberta holiday site near Whitstable want to add about 90 mobile homes to the existing 330. There are also concerns about how it'll affect wildlife. This is what one resident, David Stewart, told a planning committee. You put 91 caravans on there and you're now becoming Sheppy as far as I'm concerned. If you go through Sheppy, there's not a lot there, so I think you're doing wrong. Once you grant this, you cannot take it back. It's not going to bring any more money into the area. Caravanners do not need to spend money in local amenities as they bring their own stuff from home and don't go out much. That was voiced by Lucy for us. So there are clearly concerns about the impact of the caravans, but what about the jibe towards Sheppy then? Well, our reporter John Nurden is incredibly proud of what he calls the sun-kissed isle where he lives. John, thanks for being on the podcast today. What's your reaction to the comment, firstly? Terribly disappointed. Everybody seems to knock the island, a uh, majority of people who have never actually been on Sheppey. Now, I know it has got uh, problems, like, like any area, but really, it, it, it's, it's a beautiful island. It's the only island, uh, natural island, within 50 miles of, of London, and it, it is beautiful. Um, I've been here most of my life. I'm not what they call a swampy. I was not born on the island, um, so I'm, I'm I'm vaguely unbiased. But I just think it's um, it's a wonderful place to to live and and to work. It obviously has uh, three award-winning beaches at uh, at Sheerness, Minster, and and Laysdown, um, which are completely different. You know, you've got you've got the pebbles at Sheerness, you've got wonderful uh, cliffs and and the lees at Minster. And you've got the sand um, at at, at Laysdown. Plus, there is some beautiful places to to go and visit, uh, particularly some Elmley Nature Reserve. And then the history of the island. Now, I've been to to Seasorter, but I think it was closed at the time. There is just nothing. I mean, the the gentleman who had a go on about Sheppey said that there was nothing to do on Sheppey. Well, have you been to Seasort? I mean, I don't want to knock the place because there are people there that obviously love it. Um, but there is nothing to do there um, that that I have seen. Whereas Sheppey, it's also steeped in history. Uh, it is the, the birthplace of British aviation where uh, Sir Winston Churchill learned to, to fly. Poor old uh, Lord Nelson... He started his career on a on a ship off Sheerness and then ended it again, unfortunately, because his body was brought back to Sheerness in a, a barrel of brandy after the Tra- Battle of Trafalgar. Um, and you've got a lovely working harbour at Queenborough. Whitstable has got a nice quaint little harbour, but it, it gets a bit busy, doesn't it? Whereas, I mean, if you, if you just want a quiet drink in, in, in somewhere like the Admiral's Arm, uh, Kent's award-winning pub, uh, at Queenborough, and and ponder over the sunsets, which fascinated 
Turner. Um, there's no place better. So a bit of a cheap shot then, as far as you're concerned. <laughs> it, it, it's below the belt. It's it, it, it was worse than the uh, pot calling the kettle black. It was like a coal scuttle scuttling in from the garden. It's just uh, underhand and and. Not, not needed. Thanks ever so much, John Wall Park Holidays. The nationwide firm operating Alberta submitted plans for the extra mobile homes as well as a new playground area and sports zone initially back in 2019. It originally wanted 143 new pitches but reduced the number to 91. The company's now been asked to address the issues raised and come back with new reports. If approved, the caravans would be occupied strictly for holiday purposes on a 10-and-a-half-month operating season between March and June. January. Kent Online News. Other top stories for you today. And members of Insulate Britain have been causing more disruption on the M25, but this time in Surrey rather than here in Kent. 23 climate change protesters have been arrested on the motorway near Junction 10 following another demonstration. Yesterday, a number were detained before they were able to block the carriageway near the Dartford crossing. They did manage to bring traffic to a halt in the county last week, though, as they urged the government to tackle emissions from homes. Official figures show more than a 1,000 care workers in Kent still hadn't had the coronavirus vaccine last week. Thursday was the deadline for them to have their first jab in time for when mandatory rules come into force in November. It's feared there'll be a staff shortage if too many people lose their jobs over it. Next today, and a Kent woman spoken to the Kent Online podcast about being groomed online when she was barely a teenager. Chloe was targeted by men who claimed to be the same age as her. She only realised they were much older when she spoke to them via webcam. She's been telling Lucy more about what happened to her. We've changed her name and voice to protect her identity. So just after just really uh, flattering you, telling you that you're beautiful, um, asking about your just your general life, showing a normal uh, what you a teenager you would think is a normal amount of interest they'd ask for. So they'd lull you into this um, like false sense of security, really. Um, and then they'd be like, oh, can I see a different picture of you? Um, so then you'd send a picture and they'd be, wow, you're so pretty, so beautiful. And again, as a teenage girl, even if you're not particularly vulnerable, you like that attention. So you carry on and then they'll ask for, oh, can I see you on webcam? So you go, yeah, all right. It'd be seeing that they'd see you on webcam and again it'd be really flat they'd just flatter you tell you how beautiful you are you look older than you say and all this sort of stuff and that maybe they would go on webcam as well but maybe there's something wrong with the webcam or something like that um and then that's when it would start to become unpleasant and exploitative where it'd be asking really inappropriate questions but by this point you're you've kind of been you kind of feel like they're maybe your boyfriend or you've been manipulated to a point where you think that's that's an okay thing to ask or this is a man asking me or a boy asking me I should do it otherwise they won't want to talk to me anymore and then it would just get worse and worse from there and they just ask more and more and more until it was it become daily they'd harass you for it and it wasn't like a oh, he's being nice to me now. It's like, well, I've got to do this because I'm being told to. That's awful. And and how how did you feel at the time? Do you remember being, you know, really scared of this? Did you even realise what was happening? Like you said, they sort of led you down that path. It wasn't straight away that they started asking all of this. Yeah, to begin with, it would be, it would be like, 
oh, he like this person really likes me or he, he thinks a lot of me. So you'd be sort of like a bit like, oh wow, like I, I, I'm obviously like an attractive person. Oh, I'm like really like he wants to see me all the time. And that's how it started off at the beginning, but very quickly it would become a sort of like you felt like you had to otherwise they'd start saying, oh, you don't want your mum to find out or, you know, I'm really angry with you because you didn't get on on time, you didn't get online on time. And then it would turn into, yeah, feeling anxious. You start to feel scared because you feel quite ashamed of what you're seeing. You start feeling like this, I don't think this is the right thing to do, but I feel like I'm stuck here now. And what's made you want to speak out about this now? Uh, and, you know, why have you teamed up with the NSPCC? It's a horrible thing to have gone through. For me, something that I, from about the age of probably 15, 16, I think I squashed down. And then from, like, years of therapy and stuff, I'm OK with it now. And I just can't bear the thought of other teenagers having to go through that sort of thing because like if it happened to me then when the internet was quite new like I can't imagine how many young people are being exploited now it must be you know it's so must be so much more and I just can't bear the thought of that I can do something to make my story useful and try and help others then I will. Well Chloe has teamed up with the NSPCC to raise awareness of grooming and is calling on the government to do more to make the internet safer for children. Meantime it's emerged a Kent teenager who took his own life had shared his plan in a troubling social media group. Lucas Webb who went to Simon Langton School in Canterbury was found in Woodland last December. The 16 year old's parents said his death had come as a bolt out of the blue. If you are struggling and need support or someone to talk to, Samaritans is available anytime on 116123. That's 116123. We've also got links on how to contact them at kentonline.co.uk. The Kent Online Podcast with Blue Butterfly, Earl Street Maidstone. There's been another delay to plans to build a huge new theme park in North Kent. A six-month inquiry to examine the application for land in Swanscombe was expected to start this month, but it's been pushed back until next April. The London Resort project is expected to cost £2.5 billion. One of Kent's biggest bus companies is in talks about a potential merger. Stagecoach could make a deal with rivals National Express. Both firms have been hit hard by the pandemic, with passenger numbers down during the crisis. Now, the podcast has been finding out what work is being done in one part of Kent to tackle fly tippers. Officials in Maidstone say they aim to clear waste within 48 hours of it being reported, but say larger areas of dumped rubbish may take longer. There were almost 3,000 cases of fly tipping in the county town last year. That's more than eight reports every day. We've been meeting Jack Orwell, who's one of the town's waste crime officers. So today we've been working in partnership with Kent Police, um, which is where we patrol the borough looking for vehicles that are on our list of targets, what we're aiming to seize for the offences of fly tipping. Um, uh, we're also patrolling the borough looking for illegal waste carriers. Uh, so this is driving around, seeing any vehicles that could be carrying waste, um, pull them over, have a chat with them, see what they've got on board. If they've got anything on board, uh, waste that they haven't got the right documentation, waste carriers licenses or waste transfer notes, uh, we will take action where possible. So it can be from the very start of the fly tip to looking through the waste, um, the, the rubbish, black sacks, um, soiled nappies and things like that, um, quite unsavoury. Uh, 
looking through the way to look for evidence, uh, maybe a postal address on an Amazon parcel, um, then going back to the office to do our checks with the Intel team, um, tracing it back to who the waste belongs to originally. Um, when we catch up, catch up with them, we would I'd like to know how the waste got out of their control and found its way fly-tipped. Um, that could be through an illegal waste carrier. Well, anyone caught fly-tipping faces a £400 fine from the council. 55 have been handed out in the past three years. Thousands of new homes have been released as part of the latest phase of development at Ebb's Fleet Garden City. A new primary school and village centre will be built alongside more than 2,500 homes at the Ashmere community. There'll also be a country park, lake and more green spaces. Kent Online reports. A huge abandoned barge that's been moored on the River Medway for eight years has finally been towed away. The floating hotel arrived in Rochester back in 2013 before its owner went bust. Well, it's now been bought by a businessman who's taking it 1,500 miles away to Gibraltar and turning it into luxury holiday apartments where you can see video of it being taken away and you can actually see pictures from inside and what it looks like at the moment at Kent Online. More than 500 new jobs are up for grabs at Blue Water. Primark, Next and Pizza Express are among companies looking for staff. A jobs fair is being held at the shopping centre tomorrow. Bake Off is back on our screens tonight with a baker from Kent looking to impress with his showstoppers. 28-year-old software engineer Tom is one of the 12 new contestants heading into the tent. Chetna Macken from Broadstairs made it through to the semi-finals of the show back in 2014. She was on Tea Time Chats on our Insta Live with Leisha. It has been really, really busy seven years so far. God, what have I been doing so much? Um, uh, I've written five books to start with. Um, uh, I've got a YouTube channel. Um, I work um, for Waitrose Magazine. I've got a column with them. So yeah, I've got lots of things. Uh, It has been the busiest seven years, let's just say that. Yeah, and it must seem like quite a long time time ago, but you've been so busy equally, it probably just feels like yesterday. What can you remember? Are there any standout moments or is it all still a little bit of a blur? I think uh, the standout moments have to be uh, kind of uh, meeting judges and Melon Sue, entering the tent for the first time, and also I think meeting all the bakers um, because I remember the first evening when we met the, uh, each other was before we went in the tent next morning. So we met in a restaurant and it was like, oh, how oh, are you? Oh, you know, it was just so odd. And by the end of it, we were such close friends. We still are. Uh, very very close friends so I think uh, meeting uh, the other bakers one of what was definitely the highlight of the bake-off and one thing that I've always wondered as a viewer is just how tight are those time restraints because you know when we watch it gets down to the last couple of minutes and the entire tent is in absolute chaos is that real is that how it really is Absolutely, because I think uh, the beauty of the show and I think why people love it so much is uh, because um, it is what you see is what you get. It's not made up. It's not that they've told us a time and then suddenly saying, oh, you can. It, It doesn't work like that. It's when they say start, we do start. Um, and when they say it's time's up, time is definitely up. So, yeah, it's uh, very true. Uh, what you see is uh, exactly how the program is. And I guess the follow up question from that is really, 
is it enough time? Do they give you enough time? Or is that just a way of sort of weeding out the less experienced ones who couldn't cope under that time pressure? Is there a real time pressure on it? Oh, definitely. I think that's the whole point because everyone can do it in 10 hours, you know, bread in 10 hours and, you know, a cake in overnight. Everyone can do it. Um, but I think the whole idea of giving that time pressure is to make it interesting. Uh, and I, I think it is just trying to see who comes under pressure and it just makes it fun because what is the fun if, if we all got all day to bake? There is no fun in that. Definitely not. And one of our comments has called you a great British Bake Off legend. Would you agree with that? Or do you have another legend who you have in your mind who you would look up to? I don't think, uh, I, I don't think, um, thank you so much, first of all, whoever said that. Um, but I think um, I, I don't, I don't have any uh, favorites or anyone in particular in Bake Off. Uh, I think they all are um, so uh, different. Everyone's got a different personality and everyone brought something different to the tent, which is why it made it so interesting. And a restaurant near Whitstable has been named as the UK's best gastro pub. The sportsman in Seasalter, which has a Michelin star, has come top of an annual list by website Big Seven Travel. The Fordwich Arms near Canterbury came ninth. Kent Online Sport. Tennis first and Andy Murray says he won't wade in with advice for Kent's Emma Rajikanu as he still finds it incredibly irritating when it happens to him but the three-time major tennis champion insists he'll always be on the end of the phone for her if she wants any help the 18 year old from Bromley has shot to global fame after winning the US Open on just her second Grand Slam appearance on to cricket now and after winning the T20 Blast final at the weekend Kent have been back in county championship action today they're hosting Middlesex at the Spitfire ground in Canterbury meantime Kent's Tammy Beaumont is in the England squad for their latest one day international at taking on New Zealand and could secure a series victory with two games to spare. Security has been boosted for the match in Leicester following what we're told was a threatening email. And in football, Gillingham will be looking to bounce back from a heavy defeat at the weekend when they play Charlton tonight. They were beaten 4-1 by MK Dons on Saturday, leaving them just one place and one point above the League One relegation zone. Midfielder Stuart O'Keefe was sent off and so will miss this evening's match at Priestfield. There are some other injury concerns in the squad too. Or kickoffs at 7.45. You can follow all of the match action as it happens at kentonline.co.uk. Plus, we'll have reaction to the result in bulletins on our sister radio station, KMFM, tomorrow morning. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can subscribe to the IM News app. That will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. It's really straightforward to do it. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. BlueButterfly.co.uk